team. You have to work with the best accounting teams, uh, all the big four. You have to work with them because if you work with, you know, scammy projects and like they're scammy accountants, like you know, you won't go anywhere. Hey everybody, Tanner here with Wagme Ventures. On today's episode, we have Antoine Scalia, founder and CEO of Cryptia. For anyone who's new, this is the Wagme Ventures podcast, where we do snapshots with interesting founders from across Web3. Check out wagmeventures.io to learn more about the syndicate behind the podcast. But for now, let's get into it with Antoine from Cryptia. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm here today with Antoine Scalia, founder and CEO of Cryptio. Antoine, how are you doing today? Doing great. It's a pleasure to be here, Tana. Definitely. I'm excited to chat. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your story and what brought you to building what you're building at Cryptio. Sure. Um, so I started my earlier career in VC. Um, so I was working, graduating in this business school in France and the system in France is, is built in a way that it's very, very difficult to get into like the best business school. But when you in the school, like you have to find things to do because you basically have no class or anything. So what I did is like starting working in a VC. Um, this VC was, was investing in a lot of B2B SaaS companies and they had a specific focus on um, what I will define as unsexy businesses. Um, compliance software, data analytics platform, nothing to do with crypto. Um, but I'd start, I was quite interested in, into that. And in, and in parallel, like the, that was the 2016, 2017 boom market. So I was, I was interested, I was more and more interested in, in crypto. Um, and at some point, um, I decided to start thinking about, okay, how can we, um, how can you basically uh, join the, the two world, this B2B infrastructure world with crypto and started to think about big opportunities um, that would that would exist you know in the, in the coming kind of decade if corporate adoption of crypto uh, becomes a thing and kind of naturally um, because also that was the, um, the the in this 2016 2017 bull market a lot of people made a lot of money so like the question of like how to declare my taxes became a, a real question um, the, 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 the on the B2B side, so the, the idea of like, okay, how can business, how will business do accounting of the crypto um, become a sort of a natural focus? And we started to dip into these, um, deep into these questions. And, uh, and this is basically how our crypto was built. So how do you describe what crypto is building kind of in its totality? So, you know, originally, look, the, the initial focus was, um, helping companies account for the crypto assets. Um, the, we wanted to make a bet on the fact that companies will hold and will use more and more um, digital assets. Um, and like accounting was um, and still is um, a huge pain in a technical perspective. Not it, it is in a regulatory perspective, but also in a, in a technical perspective. So that was the, um, the initial focus. Um, and Today, this focus hasn't really changed. It's just like the understanding about the problem and the scope of the problem um, has changed a little bit. So what crypto is today, it's a financial reporting platform um, for companies um, using digital assets. Um, and 
It is a reporting platform for companies that have interaction with crypto through directly through blockchains in a kind of building on-chain products or using on-chain products. Not that much on the trading side and trending side on the centralized exchange side. So what it means is that crypto not only takes care of automating all the accounting related stuff and steps like the ones that you can expect like you know valuation in usd uh, or like spaces computation pushing data to an erp system like quickbooks or netsuite uh, it doesn't do only that it does that but it doesn't do only that what it does also is it helps companies pull their data from these different blockchains that they're using or from these different blockchains that they're building on um, and we do that in a in a uh, we do that in a sort of proprietary way, which means that we're building um, on-chain, in-house on-chain data infrastructure um, that they can leverage to collect the data in a complete and accurate way. Because the assumption here, and it's not really an assumption, it's more experience told us that the all the tools that you can have access to as a company to collect your transaction data, like the transaction that you did from different wallets that you are using. So stuff like, you know, like public explorer or even like indexing indexers that you can leverage are not meant, are not built for accounting and reporting purposes. And so we build these indexers um, in a way that you can leverage for like accounting, specifically for accounting and, and audit purposes. That's, that's, that's what is, that's what crypto is. Super interesting. Yeah. Can you give us maybe more of a sense of some of the importance of this type of crypto? Maybe we could call it like back office infrastructure. Like, for example, why why might this be important for institutional adoption? So, you know, like if you look at the um, obviously, if you look at what happened this year um, in, in 2022, you a lot of um, a lot of problems that we uh, that we saw with FTX and 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 other companies is also well there is obviously a blatant fraud, um, but there there is also a clear lack of internal controls. Uh, there is this kind of meme on on Twitter after like uh, FTX blow up, where the uh, like the liquidator was 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 saying in front of like uh, the people in the trial that the uh, that 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 FTX were using. QuickBooks and everything, and everyone was kind of laughing, laughing at that. The uh, what we see is that today it's very complex for a company to transform the like the the data, um, the transaction data, like everything that is happening on chain, transform that data into auditable records. This process is just complex. There is like complexity everywhere. There is complexity on, as I mentioned, pulling the data from the chain. How can I make sure that when I have all my transactions, everything is there. That's kind of the first level of complexity. And this is way more complex than what people think. And then like processing this data, valuing this data, classifying everything, pushing everything to the ERP system and do that in a way that is automated and do that in a way that's the most important part that when, you know, you'll have um, a top auditor, what we call like big four companies like EY or PWC, they will come and they will audit your books. Um, they will find they will be kind of comfortable with how you built all that back office process. And all these steps are extremely complex. And 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 so far, like you know, this 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 problem hasn't been solved properly. And because it hasn't been solved properly, it is we see this as a huge blocker for adoption. It's not def- definitely not the the only one, but a huge blocker for adoption. In general, I I think most listeners would agree with me, and and you've kind of alluded to this, but 
the Web3 space has kind of historically taken audit and accounting and reporting less seriously or urgently than probably we should. Yeah. And it sounds like complexity is a piece of that. It sounds like, you know, the, the right tooling is a piece of that. But I'm curious with that question kind of directly put to you, why do you think that is? And, and related to that, how do you think about identifying what's important for crypto on a product level in light of that reality? So it is, you know, it's really what crypto is. It's really, it's really a, a tool, like an infrastructure that sits between internal stakeholders in the company. So obviously, like, you know, finance people, accounting people within the company and external stakeholders. So accounting for the accounting firms of these companies or the audit firms of these um, of these companies. And so when it comes to thinking about okay, what's how to build that tool, um, we really have all the different stakeholders around us. And what we see is that it's it's um, we can't build it like by ourselves. I can't, you know, I don't, I'm not an audit expert. I'm not an, even not an accounting uh, expert. I have to confess um, the, we have, we do have very strong accounting experts in our team, but the, you know, we're not, not waking up in the morning and say, okay, this is how the future of like crypto accounting and audit will look like in five years. And this is how we'll, this is how we'll build it. It's really a sort of a common efforts with all these different um, stakeholders and, the thing is that there is um there is a learning process from all these different stakeholders. So there's a learning process and there is like a, a regulation that is constantly evolving. And so the building the product of like like our roadmap is really, really like uh, led by how these different people learn, how fast they learn, and how can we build a sort of a common agreement on how things should look like. And so it's very sort of a long very iterative process and the key here the only way to win which on the um because of that the only way to win is to work with the best people you have to work with the best finance team you have to work with the best accounting teams uh all the big four you have to work with them because if you work with you know scammy projects and like the scammy accountant like you know you won't go anywhere um and so we make sure that we like we we work with with the best people so that we can be in this iterative process and we can build um you know what really will be used in the future but all these different stakeholders love it yeah so i'm curious what were some of your earliest insights about your users that helped you build a differentiated product where you know i'm curious too as you've as you've grown to work with organizations like ave consensus sandbox super rare etc what are these types of players finding most valuable in working with crypto yeah so that's related to to the thing I mentioned at the beginning, which is this uh, proprietary like sort of data capability. So, what the way the thing started is like so four four years and a half five years ago when we started, we thought okay there is a there will be a clear problem for businesses to account for their crypto assets, um, and but blockchains are public, they are public networks, and so the data is is available. Um, you have tools like Etherscan and a lot of like different explorer for the different chains that let you pull that data. So like the data collection process should not be a problem. We should really focus on the reporting that sits on top of that data. So like, as I mentioned, valuing transaction in USD and like classifying transaction and all that stuff. So we started with this. We build all that like sort of reporting layer. And this reporting layer was built on top of like third-party um, data provider. And then, you know, the space, uh, the space grew um, and some of our early clients, including like a lot of names that you mentioned, um, they started to get 
audited. And that's the life of a company when it does well. And like and in crypto, it happens a bit earlier than in other sectors. But when you when 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 things are uh, are well, like you know, you 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 get audited at some point. And when you are being audited, the auditor will basically look a little bit deeper than what you did before. Um, and they will look at discrepancies. They will look at, you know, issues in how you process, you collected that data and you process that data. And at this point, when we started to have these companies being audited for the first time, um, the we and them and the auditors realized that there were some problems with the data. Um, and the problem with the data were not, the problems were not related to the reporting side. It was not like, okay, you, you, you had the wrong Bitcoin, Bitcoin USD price for that transaction. That was not, that was not the problem. The problem was we can see that in the raw data, we're missing some stuff. Uh, we're missing transactions. The balances don't match. And, um, and at this point we started to realize, oh, so that means that like the third party providers that we are using, they're not able to provide us with a complete and accurate like view of our of our clients' data. And this this word like complete and accurate is something that is being used by auditors quite a lot because this is what they care about, like completeness and accuracy. And so at this point we realized, okay, so it means that maybe the biggest uh, a bigger problem or the most complex problem of this all like crypto accounting stuff might not be the reporting layer, because this is not that difficult to build, but maybe the difficulty lies in building a complete and accurate, you know, on-chain data set that could be leveraged for these accounting, tax reporting, and audit needs. And starting that that, that moment, we re- we re- decided to focus what we were building on this data layer. And so we started to you know run nodes for all the the layer ones. We started to index the, these chains. And we started to index these chains, these uh, chains, in a way that, like, we can produce complete um, and accurate data. And so now that's that's the core of our like um, competitive advantage. That's the core of our focus. That's how we see the problem and we see the market. People, we close clients, and we we ha- we're working with kind of the best companies in the space. We close them with this only argument of completeness and accuracy of the raw data. You know, I I think related to s- some of what you were just saying. Uh, as enterprises are getting into, say, early enterprises in, in Web3 and they're, they're relatively new, what are the most common mistakes you see them make as they're thinking about accounting or taxes in Web3? So I would say that the uh, so first one is, is, um, is that they see the problem only through the reporting angle. Um, and so we have to educate them on the fact that like if, if for instance, we're coming into the conversation and we're here to replace... Um, something that they've built internally. So usually what happens is that you have uh, some devs in the company that write scripts that will scrap ether scan. And then there's a few other scripts that, that, that do like sort of the basic, um, the basic stuff. And um, we need to educate them on the fact that the, um, that the, um, this is not the right way to go. And the main reason why it's not the right way to go is because they're building non-complete um, and accurate books because like the raw data some raw data and some transactions are are um missing so that i would say that's the first that's the really the first um uh issue that we are that we are seeing uh but we are kind of seeing less and less because this idea of like completeness and accuracy is more is more and more accepted and known by different um people in our market because 
when we started like four years ago, that was again the audit that we saw where for the auditors as well as for the clients, the first audits. Um, so it was the first time that they were doing this. And so we just learned quite a lot and the space learned quite a lot. And now we are in 2023. Um, you know, it's been, you have audit firms that have been doing that for quite a long, quite a long time now. And so this idea of like completeness and accuracy of the raw data is way more kind of known um, within the ecosystem. That's, that's the main thing I would say. Um, but yeah, before, before that was, that was different. Like before, like the problem, the challenges that we were seeing was basically that they didn't care about anything because like everything, <laughs> because what, what they were saying is that like, we don't need to do accounting, you know, everything is on the, everything is on the blockchain, uh, sure. blockchains are accounting ledgers. Like what, why do you want to do accounting on top of like account, uh, like an accounting system, you know, like doesn't make any sense. So we, we, we don't hear that anymore. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. So it sounds like just the the propagation of the idea across the space of completeness and accuracy has helped a lot with mitigating some of those early mistakes. Exactly. Um, so I'm curious too. So early days, what stood out as most surprising in your work building Cryptio, where you've talked about those earliest days a bit and some of the journey with your earliest, sounds like you call them clients. Um, they but are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, I'm just curious, what stood out as most surprising in your work building Cryptio in those early days? Mm, you know, it's this again, um, might be a bit repetitive, but this idea of like, when we realized that like, oh, actually reading information on blockchains is a bit more complex than what we expected. Um, that was kind of the big um, learning point, I guess, one thing that we rediscovered really and I was really not expecting um, to, to discover that I was more thinking of, you know, like, let's, let's build complex stuff. Let's build more and more complex stuff on, on the reporting layer and, and build everything on top of Etherscan. But like pretty quickly, as I mentioned, we realized that, um, that was not the case. And that was, a that was a big, big surprise. Um, then another, it's not a surprise, but it's really something that was, that was really changed is that the, we started in the, in the ICO days. And so our total addressable market, so our, like the people that we're working with, like are basically companies that have doing things on chain. And so at that time that was ICO companies. And um, in 2018, 2019, um, it was a bit depressing because we were seeing that our, basically our total addressable market was just like a big fraud. Uh, and that the, 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 the addressable market was not only small, but it was the size was decreasing day by day because all these companies were scams and basically like disappearing or like, and, um, and so we had to, you know, it, it's, it requires a kind of a high level of conviction um, to think that the, okay, we'll see, this is kind of the first iteration, a first rave, maybe first, uh, first attempt, where we're going to see more and more solid uh, use cases and we'll see new waves of like sort of on-chain businesses. Um, and so then obviously happened in with DeFi in like 20, 2019. And that was, uh, obviously that was expected. We, 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 we wanted that to happen, but that was, that was such a relief. Okay. So before we wrap up, I wanted to ask a few last questions. I think you might have a bit of a special perspective on. So if there's any new crypto enterprises listening, what are some practical steps on how they can get started building on chain? The right so, way. Yeah. Um, think about what we see. So we're talking to a lot of enterprises, like non-crypto enterprises that want to go 
on chain. And what we see is usually you have, you know, people in these organizations, you have at least one or two, you have a group uh, that is leading the initiative and this guy are pretty like sort of crypto savvy, but then um, they're working with, you know, mostly consulting firms or like big four in order to better understand, in order to scope first, like the use case, um, because it's like, it's, it's, you could have different reasons why you want to do this. For instance, we're working with, we're discussing with some luxury firm in France, like very famous ones um, that are focused on, that are focused on um, NFTs. Um, and, um, and the reason why you found, you have multiple reasons why you can use these NFTs. And so like, just like scoping the use cases is important. Then in terms of infrastructure, the most important thing we all have, like, is the custodian, obviously. Um, so you need to find based on what you want to do, you, you need to find like sort of the right custody offering. Um, and then there is all the financial reporting back office things. Obviously so you need to make sure that the, you have, what you need to think about is that you have Usually in these large firms, you have like a finance team and accounting team that will basically see this project as like the worst news that they heard in maybe in the last two years or three years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they'll get they'll get afraid, um, and and you need to find a way um, you need to find a way to to solve that like sort of very bad expectations. And so figuring out a smooth way to like fit like um, share data and push data within the existing process um, is something that's extremely important and something like crypto can, can, can help, uh, can help on that. And obviously you have all the regulatory related stuff that you need to, you need to care about, but like, think about, think about this team of accountants uh, that will hear the news for the first time and make sure and make sure to please them. Yeah. Super interesting. Okay. So two last questions here. First, What's your most generalizable advice for founders building in the Web3 space with all the turbulence and uncertainty of perhaps this time, but also just kind of as a space that's kind of endemic to being in the space? So I'm curious what you would say to founders. Um, I would say like, for, like you need to work a little bit with like first principles um, and think about, you know, according to you, where do you see why do you see the technology and, and the adoption of the different use cases in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Um, and within these use cases, within these trends, what are the ones that are the most appealing to you? Um, and just, and, and, and then like sort of based on, based on this, you know, find, you find um, business opportunities um, and you stick to that and you keep, you kept focused uh, on that because there is so much noise um, there's so much noise that like the, the temptation to defocus, the temptation to get, you know, like quick and easy money that will, that will, that will defocus this like first principle, um, thinking will be high at some point. So today it's not that much, but like will be high at some point, uh, the distraction that you can have in, in bull market can basically kill your business. So yeah, like use first principles and have a long-term thinking. Love it. Antoine, what's the best way for people to follow along in the journey and what are you guys working on right now? So yeah, you can, you can follow us on, 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 on Twitter, uh, uh, or on our website, uh, crypto, C R Y, um, P T I O.co. Um, and yeah, we will announce pretty soon, like a huge, uh, product update, very, very exciting product update. Uh, it's again, it's, it's exciting because again, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's kind of, the, the consequence and the fruit of like um, very long-term 
relationship and conversations with like all the best people in that in that accounting and audit space. So it's 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 it would be something. It would be it's it's something extremely exciting, and we will announce that I think in like in a month. So make sure to follow us. Perfect. Antoine, thank you so much for the time. Everyone, check out their website, their Twitter. And uh, Antoine, have a great rest of your week here. Thank you, Tyler. It was a pleasure.